Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Thank you, Jesus. Um, how many remember the theme? The theme for this year? Amen. The theme for this year? What is it? New Creation Man. New Creation Man. This month is salvation, oh, definitely. Yes. Amen. The year is a new creation man. And um, it is always good for you to go back to that uh, first video, to the video of the crossover night where Prophet was introducing that topic because he did say quite a, f- a few things about it. It's good for you to go back and to revise um, and hear what he said. So he talked about the year of the new creation man. And he said that the new creation man is simply a few things. It is putting off the old man, renewing the spirit of your mind, putting on the new man and manifesting Christ. Oh, yes. That's what the new creation man is all about. And that's why we have started talking about salvation. Because you cannot have a new creation man to put off anything without you being saved. Without salvation. Amen. Salvation is the very basic first step. And that's why we are looking at salvation in this month. And, um, well, he laid the foundation last week by telling us that salvation is a package. I'm just reminding you, so you know all of these things. They are in your notes or they are in your mind. Oh, yes, amen. So salvation is a package. It's not just about going to heaven because the word soteria, it has... It's a package. It's a package. It's got deliverance in it. It's got being saved in it. It's got healing in it. It's got lots of things in it that word salvation. And you know, the Bible says that if the death of Jesus Christ was able to save us, how much his life? Are you hearing me, somebody? We will go there one day. Don't worry. That's not for today. But what am I saying? I'm, I'm, I'm saying what Prophet was saying, that salvation is not just about going to heaven. It's got a lot to do with the life that we live today before we eventually get to where we are going. Amen. Are you hearing me, somebody? All right. So today I want us to go um, to continue from where he was. Because when he talked about that, um, last week he also mentioned about that we are saved not just to be saved, but we are saved because we have a destination, somewhere where we are going. And that is to be conformed so that we can be, uh, so that Jesus Christ can be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Because the Bible says, them that he foreknew, he also predestinated so that they can be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, so that he can be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So it's always been in the mind of God that Jesus would be the firstborn, but that Jesus would not just be the only son 
or the only child of God, that there would be many so that this day would come, the day of salvation, where you and me would say, I am a son of God and I am a daughter of God. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, I might want to write something on a board if the board is there, but I did not uh, say that in advance, so pardon um, Apostle Ali that he will probably have to look for it. But uh, I might need to write some things because I want us now to take it from there and look at um, the origin, the plan of God, the plan of salvation, God's plan of salvation. So we have been told that we are actually on a journey to be conformed to Jesus Christ, to be just like Jesus Christ. But God did not just think about it and say, oh, I think I, think I want to make them like Jesus. Just think about it yesterday or whenever we heard the gospel. God has plans. God, God <laughs> when he was planning out the world, he planned out all the different possibilities to make sure that in the end he will get to where he wanted, to make sure that in the end he never loses, he will always win. So he planned it out in such a way that it would be like that. So I want us to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1. So the book of Ephesians is prophet's favorite book. I believe you all know that. And you know that he has memorized the whole book of Ephesians. So how many chapters have you done yourself? Come on, one chapter. Put your hand up. Quarter of a chapter. I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. The book of Ephesians, please do at least one chapter. Don't have any excuse. I have done the first three. But I haven't managed to. I'm like, okay, Lord, I need your grace. By the time I got to the half. But I have done that, so come on. Only one, chapter one, definitely. You must memorize that one. Okay, so, um, you know, um, there are professors and then there are associate professors, right? I'm not a professor. Maybe I'm an associate professor, so you will pardon my writing and everything that I'll be writing there. Papa is professor. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a professor but I'll try to write some things. So Ephesians chapter 1, uh, from verse, let's just read from verse 1 to verse 7. I want us to appreciate. Remember how prophet was saying, he said in, in that crossover night that there is nothing that he's excited about than revealing us to us, Amen. revealing you to you. And I just want to reveal you to you. I just want you to be reminded. I want you to see how great this God is. I want you to see how great this plan that God has is. I want you to see how much God loves you. So Ephesians chapter 1 uh, from verse 1 to 7. If you can bring that one up. Okay. We'll read it together. 1, 2, 3. Read. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God 
to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I don't know about you, but uh, for me, just after reading that, we, we can actually just be all going home now. We have, we have read, and it's amazing. Oh, yes. Go deeper, so, man. let's go from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Okay. I want to write something down here. Okay, so one, right? Blessed with Okay, so who is blessed? We are blessed. Oh, yes. Blessed be the God and Father. It's Paul giving praise to God, right? Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4, according. That's the thing that made me know all these things that I'm telling you today. It's the word according. There is a reason why. It's in accordance with something. Why did God bless us with every spiritual blessing? According. Say according. According. There is a reason why. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing Amen. in accordance with the fact that he has chosen us. Chosen us to what? Chosen us to be holy and to be without blame. Amen. Why are we blessed? Okay? Because we are chosen Amen. to be holy. Plus, Amen. Are we getting it? Oh, yes. You've got to pause a minute there. 
before the foundation of the world, that's where the choosing took place. You were not there. The world was not there. We were all not there. But God chose us. Oh, yes. Before we did anything right or wrong, God chose us. That time, before the foundation of the world. And he chose us to be holy and without blame before him. Why? Just in love. The love of God. Amen. Just the love of God. So, it means this whole thing was planned out. Whether it was a committee that sat down, but God was involved and Jesus was involved. Because we were supposed to be holy and without blame in him who is in Christ. So even before you were made, God said, I need a way of keeping my daughters and my sons holy and without blame. Because if they sin, I'm going to lose them. Amen. You're not hearing me. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? They're following. He says, I want to create people, but I want Jesus Christ to be the firstborn of all of these people. But then he says there is a possibility that these people might do something that makes them not stay with me as my children. Amen. It was possible. Remember the devil was in heaven? He got corrupted. Once he got corrupted, he lost his position. So God said, I am creating the highest of my creations. I'm going to make, remember, it's before the foundation of the world. So even the world was created for you because he thought about you first and then created your habitation. Yes, amen. Where are you going to live? Can you see it in that scripture? Oh, yes. Before the foundation of the world, they sat down to think about how are we going to preserve man's holiness and blamelessness because God is a holy God. And so if we become unholy, we can no longer have the relationship with him that he wanted to have. Because remember, we are supposed to be behind Jesus Christ as him, the firstborn. And we are his sons, sons of God. Brothers, Jesus is the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters, amongst many brethren. So God had to make sure that there has to be a way in which I have to make this happen. That's why I said God doesn't just do things haphazard and then he's thinking, oh my God, look at the world, it's, it's sinning. All the things that are happening now, he doesn't sit there on this one saying, oh my God, there is coronavirus. What are we going to do, angels? Eh, somebody has any idea here what to do? No, 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 no. No, a million times no. God planned things and he set them in motion. And they are preserved by the power of his word. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. My God. 
verse 3, verse 4 is where we were, okay? According as he has chosen us in him, in whom? All right. So we are agreeing that Jesus is part of this meeting. Amen. Okay. So we are agreeing that the choosing here is inside of Christ, right? So he said, everybody who shall be in Christ shall be able to be holy and without blame. Amen. He said, I need somebody on this table who I can use so that I can preserve the people that I'm going to create. Amen. We're talking about salvation, right? It didn't start with the death of Jesus. He is the Lamb of God who was crucified before the foundation of the world. This was the time Jesus was being crucified for you and me before we were even made. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5. Verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Let's read that together. One, two, three, read. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Right. So you know what's happening as I'm, I'm, as I'm reading the scriptures? The Holy Ghost is talking to you things. You're like, oh my God. Oh yes. Oh my God. You know why? We are under open heavens. Amen. So write down, write down whatever the Lord is speaking to you. Because whatever verse we read, you're going to hear something. I do that all the time when prophet is teaching. He reads a verse, and I just have like, ooh, a download of stuff. And I write, and I write, and I write, and I write. At the same time, I'm listening to him teaching. Why? Because he operates under open heaven. Amen. Are you there, somebody? It's powerful. It's very powerful. Sometimes if I am supposed to maybe go somewhere to speak and I'm asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, what do I have for the people? What do you have for the people? Show me what you have. Sometimes if I have not yet gotten what I want, I sit down and I'll be listening to prophet. Because I want to listen. You, you want to listen to a man of God with an open heaven. Amen. Straight away, the Holy Spirit begins to speak. Not even what he is saying. But the atmosphere of the open heavens. I've okay. learned that that's, that's what it is. And I take advantage of it. And immediately, the things I was reading, I begin to. I can be writing a whole different set of notes than what is being taught. Because the Holy Spirit is teaching. So if God is telling you something, write it down. Write Amen. it down. It's for you. It's for you. Amen. Glory be to God. Mm. So we are in verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. So now, how was he going to make sure that people are found in Christ? 
That's verse 5 now. He Amen. predestinated us. So before we were even made, he predestinated us. That we should be adopted as his children by Jesus Christ. Adopted back to himself. Amen. According to the good pleasure of his will. So he was going to be able to accomplish us being without blame and being in Christ. How was he going to do that? It's by predestination. Exactly. Predetermined that that's how it should be. Amen. So, but there's a few things we can learn there. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. So it's not by mistake that he's saying unto the adoption of children. Because he is saying, if peradventure this person falls from my grace and is not connected again to me, it means that this person is no longer just naturally my son anymore. I will need to adopt them back. Oh, yes. So I need to predestinate them and to, to be adopted by Jesus Christ. I should use Jesus Christ to adopt them back to myself. Oh, yes. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. Predestinated unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. To the praise of the glory of his grace, that is verse 6, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Okay, so you are predestinated. I'll come back to this predestination. You are predestinated for adoption, right? Amen. But you are walking in this earth. What is going to make you now be able to get into Christ? It's grace. Amen. Verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace that makes us be accepted in the beloved. Oh, yes. So that while even if we are in sin, we should be able to find our way into Christ. He has to make a way. It has to be by grace. Oh, yes. Amen. Because the person may not be able to deserve it at all. May not be able to earn it. How are they going to be able to get into Christ? If the world is so corrupt, there has to be another way. So, how do you get in Christ? You see that now? Amen. So now let's read again the verses that we read from verse 3. Let's read again from verse 3 to verse 6. 1, 2, 3, read. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord okay, Jesus. Okay, hang on. Now we need to read like the Holy Spirit is revealing stuff to us. 1, 2, 3, read. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him 
before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. My God. It's a whole plan. It's Amen. a whole plan. Oh, yes. I said it's a whole plan that God made for you and me. Oh, yes. Look at that verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, to the good pleasure of his will. Having predestinated us. So the fact that he chose, he chose us to be without blame. He decided that once we are born on this earth, if something went wrong and we became a fallen nature, he decided that he should predestinate us unto the adoption of children. What does that mean? People have a big problem with predestination. Predestination is not God um, manipulating your mind to end up at a particular destination. No. They used, um, um, I, I used to get this argument, not here, but while I was in Malawi, especially when we were at university, when we were preaching there, people would come and would say, well, but God has already said what should happen to everyone. They would say, if you are meant to go to hell, you go to hell. If you are meant to go to heaven, you go to heaven. I don't know if you've heard that argument before. Amen. People used to say, use predestination to say God is all-knowing and God knows everything. So they used to say, you are telling me to be born again today. I can work hard today to be born again, only to sin two days before my death and end up in hell because God predestinated it that way. It's an error. Amen. Nothing can be further from the truth. Amen. Because when the Bible talks about predestination, it says exactly what God predestinated us to. Doesn't leave an open check to say that God predestinates people. Uh, 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 uh. It says exactly if God has done a predestination, how what he has predestinated us to what? This is the predestination here. That we should be predestinated to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. And it doesn't mean that he, was, he is remote controlling us to be in Christ. No, but set us up to recognize him, to see him, to accept him, and to walk into Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Set up for salvation. Everyone who is born is set up for salvation. Set up to be a son of God or a daughter of God. Oh, yes. Regardless of the sins that they have committed or regardless of the fallen world we are living in, but set up to be saved. My God, set up to be saved. You are set up to be saved. That's why somebody preached the gospel to you. Because God set you up that one day you must know about Jesus. Do you know that the whole world has to hear the gospel before Jesus comes. Why? We are set up for salvation. Oh, yes. Are you there, somebody? Set up to be sons of God. What a good God we serve. He never set up a person for anything else. 
He says in love, he sat down at a committee out of his love, according to his good pleasure. When God says, I'm happy today, it's because he's talking about the plan of salvation. His good pleasure is for everyone to be saved. Oh, yes. So according to his good pleasure, he made this plan here. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Our God is a good God. Our God is a good God. I don't care who likes to, to paint our God as a God who brings diseases, as our God who makes people do this and that. When they see people dying, they say it's a, it's a God disaster. They say it's a God thing. They say, where is God? I don't care who says that. My God is a good God. Amen. He sat down and he said, I'm going to make sure that my daughters and my sons will remain in me. My God. Sit down. Sit down. Take your seats. Thank you. Verse 7 says, In whom... We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. We can go to verse 8 as well. I'll wait for the media to get to that verse 8 because I gave them only to verse 7. Okay, verse 8 now. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So that verse 7 says now that by grace we are accepted in Christ Jesus. But remember the reason why we need to be in Christ is that we should be holy and without blame so that we can remain as children of God. So what does he put in Christ? Verse 7, he puts redemption inside of Christ. Amen. He puts the forgiveness of sins inside of Christ. Oh, yes. So that inside of Christ, you will be without blame. That's why Christ had to be the sacrifice to shed his own blood. Because inside of him, we have to be without blame. There had to be a solution. Inside of someone had to be spiritual blessings. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Oh, yes. And inside of Christ is everything that makes us holy and without blame. Not only that, there are things that give us victory as we walk on the earth. Oh, yes. Not only that, authority to dominate the works of the devil. Oh, Jesus. Amen. 
Salvation is amazing. Oh, yes. Salvation is the ultimate plan of God to show you that God loves you. And remember what prophet was teaching last week. He said Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. In him is redemption and forgiveness of sins for the whole world. If they will enter into it. Oh, yes. If they will enter into it. So that we can be sons and daughters of the Most High God. The Father desired a family. The Father desired you and me. He didn't want only Christ. He said, I have Christ, but I desire a bigger family. Yes. And I'm going I'm, I'm to set it up so that in the end, I will win. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. He said, I'm going to make this creature to be so high that they can decide what they want to do. But if they decide the wrong thing, I want a plan that I can have them back. Amen. That's salvation. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a year of the new creation, man. It's a year of the new creation, man. Oh, yes. We have to start from understanding how much God loves us. Because some of us, the way we speak and the way we behave, we do not know how much God loves us. We do not know how much God thought about us. How much time he took to think about what's happening today. Oh, yes. Amen. We do not know that if we are saved, we have actually walked into God's plan. How he planned and desired it to be. We are literally in there. We do not know that. But we are the fulfillment of the plan before the foundation of the world. We have heard his voice. We have accepted his call. And now we are his children. And we are on the journey of being conformed to Christ. So that when people look at you, they must see Jesus. When they look at me, they must see Jesus. Amen. So that Jesus can be the firstborn amongst many brethren. And this is why when Jesus Christ came to earth, this is why it is him who started saying, call God your father. Come on, somebody. Amen. He is the one who was saying, call God your father. They said, teach us how to pray. He said, when you pray, say, our father who art in heaven. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Because he was on a mission that was started before the foundation of the world. And he had come to accomplish that mission. He was looking at the people he was teaching and saying, Oh my God, this is my father's vision. I have come to finally serve them. To do it in the physical realm, the thing I did 
in the spiritual realm. When I died before the foundation of the world, I've now come to die for real. So that the ones that my father had adopted before the foundation of the world in the spiritual realm, we can now have them for real. Amen. That's you and me. That's you and me. Oh, yes. Revealing you too, to you. Amen. Power. Jesus Christ. We will get more into the, the part of the Father. The part of Jesus revealing God as a father. Later, not today. Amen. But for now, I want to continue revealing you to you. The oh, yes. original you. Oh, yes. I want to go to the book of John, chapter 1. We are going to end there at John, chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John, chapter 1. I want us to read from verse 1 to verse... 14. Thank you, Jesus. Our God is a good God. Karataya Bandorobosiki Babahanda Rabasha. Kaya Telebendorobosiki Babahanda. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I am a son of God. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. Oh, yes, you are. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Let's read together. 1, 2, 3, read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even My God. Even to them that believe on his name. Which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, 
the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All right. Amen. Give me back verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And if you go to verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I'm talking about us being sons of God. Being John, the revelator, had the grace to know the spiritual origin of Jesus Christ. Because whereas everybody who was writing the Gospels talked about how Jesus came from a particular genealogy, according to the flesh, John had the grace to have the revelation to tell us the real origin of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because it's easy for you to think that people at that time should have believed that Jesus was the Son of God. They wouldn't have unless it was revealed by God himself. Amen. Because they saw him being born. Yes. And he had flesh like you have flesh. Like I have flesh. So, of course, they would try to go through the genealogy to see whether he suits to be a Messiah. Because according to them... The Messiah is not necessarily a son of God. He's a prophet who shall come. One after Moses. But he shall be a great prophet. And he shall be a Messiah of Israel. And he shall end up being king and rescue them from the physical oppression they were going through. Are you hearing me, somebody? We are following. So... It puzzled even the Jews who believed in the Messiah for Jesus to be saying that he's the son of God because they believed in one God. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Oh, yes. The Father, Yahweh, the Adonai, the Jehovah Jireh. Okay? So John saw the real origin of Jesus Christ. That he was God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And then that word became flesh. To come and dwell among us. The real spiritual origin of Jesus Christ. Oh yes. Even though on the earth we saw Jesus walk in flesh. And perform miracles. He used to say, if you do not believe me, by the words I tell you, believe by the works I do. Because he was performing miracles. He was trying to convince people that he is actually coming from God. 
but he was killed for saying he's the son of God. Amen. That was blasphemy. Amen. So I want to show you something. I'm going somewhere. Now, that's Jesus, right? John revealing Jesus' origin, right? Amen. Next. When you go to verse 6, he says, give me verse 6. Give me verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. Person number two that John is telling us his real spiritual origin is John. We saw, they saw John being born of a mother and a father in old age, but everybody saw the birth. Amen. Zechariah and Elizabeth. But John says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Come on, somebody. Come Amen. on, somebody. Amen. The same John who was just a prophet to people. But John says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Wow. He came for a reason to bear witness of the light oh, yes. that all men through him might believe so John as far as God was concerned was sent by him from God Amen. we are not finished God we are not mama. finished at all I want to come to you now oh yes I want to come to you now okay oh, yes. My God. Verse 11 to verse 13 will make so much sense. Let's read together. One, two, three, read. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Okay. Verse 12. But as many as received him. Woo! Woo! Amen. My God. I receive. I think you need to ignore me. I think you need to read that verse 12. I can't help it. I just feel like I need to dance. Okay. Go verse 12. Let's read. One, two, three, read. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Verse 13. Which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. My God, who were born? You and me, oh, yes. who were born? Not of the will of the flesh, not of blood, 
not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. As many as received him, they changed from being the daughter of so-and-so, Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so, from being the son of Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so. As long as they received Jesus, they changed to become those who were not born of blood. Come on, somebody. They changed to become those who were not born of blood. Oh, yes. Nor of the will of the flesh. Somebody just having a romance with someone. Because some people are born that way. They say my birth was not legitimate. It was just a romance. I don't know where my father is. But the Bible says it changed from them being born by the will of the flesh. Not anymore. Nor of the will of man. Some of us, our dad wanted us to be born. So we were born of the will of man. He says, no, 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 no. As many as received him, their true origin is not of this world. They were born not of blood. They were born of spirits. Oh, yes. Come on, somebody. They were born not of blood. They were not born of the will of the flesh. They were not born of the will of man, but of God. They were born of God. Come on, they were born of God. You are born of God. You are born of God. Come on, you are born of God. You are born of God. My God. You are born of God. My God, my God, my God. Born of God. Just like the way people looked at John and they thought John was a prophet. This John, the revelator here says, this man is not a prophet. He is a man sent from God. He's not just born among us and God has anointed him. Uh -uh. God has sent this man before Jesus Christ. Even when people looked at Jesus and they said, we know your mom and dad. John said, no, this one is not like a prophet because of, of being born of the lineage of David. Uh -uh. This one is actually God according to the original plan of God. And in the same way, if today John looked at you, he will say, you are not a daughter of so-and-so. Oh, yes. Don't you know it? Those that receive Jesus, they are no longer born of flesh or blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. They are born of God. So he would have written his book and said, there was Sarah. She was born of God. There was Pastor Sanitesi. He was born of God. There was Apostle Ali. He was born of God. There was Carla. She was born of God. That's how they would write the story. They would talk about your name. Say, this one was born of God. Was born of the will of God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.